Okay, chapter three. I mean, actually, chapter eight. This is section one. Early plots and rebellion. A slave state offers the following definitions of the term slave insurrection. By insurrection of slaves is meant an establishment of three or more with arms or assemblage of three or more arms with intents to obtain their liberty by force. Where one to follow this definition and literally the number of slaves, insurrections, and conspiracies in the present borders of the United States would be huge, certainly reach several hundreds. In this study, however, the test for insurrection or conspiracy and more severe. The element of the definition herein subscribed to are a minimum of 10 slaves involving freedom as the apparent aim of the disaffected slaves contemporary reference labeling the events as an uprising plot insurrection or the equivalents of these terms. The studies, however, exclude with a few exceptions. The scores of outbreaks and plots that occur upon domestic or foreign slave traders. Observing such restrictions of the author has found records of apparently or approximately 250 revolts and conspiracies in the history of American Negro slavery. Two additional facts of particular interest appear from the studies. These are first that occasionally the plans or aspirations of the rebellion were actually reported as going beyond a desire for personal freedom. And envisioning, in addition, a property redistribution and second, that white people were frequently implicated or believed to be implicated with the slaves in the plain or efforts to overthrow the master class by force. So there's always plot to get freedom by any means necessary. Let's continue. The first settlement in the present borders of the United States to contain Negro slaves was the locale of the first slave revolts. A Spanish colonizer, Lucius Vasquez de Alion, founded in the summer of 1526, a community whose probably or probably location was at or near the month of the Petty River in what is now called South Carolina. The settlement consists of about 500 Spaniards and 100 Negro slaves. Trouble soon 
manifested it. Illness caused numerous deaths carrying off in October. Elion himself internally decisions arose and the Indians grew increasingly suspicious and hostile. Finally, probably in November, several of the slave rebellions and fled to the Indians. The next month, what was left of the adventures, some 150 souls returned to Haiti, leaving the rebellion Negroes with their Indian friends as the first permanent inhabitants others than the Indians in what was to be the United States. Negro slaves plots are not reported in English American until the later parts of the 17th century, as those that did occur in the centuries were generally centered in Virginia. It was, moreover, not until the early years of the 18th century that the uprisings and conspiracies appear to have been in considerable importance or frequent occurrences. This is probably due to the fact that there were few Negroes in the prescribed limits until about 1680, Virginia itself having but 300 in 1649 and only 2,000 in 1670. About 5% of the colony population, it was not until 1660 that the latter governments actually declared them to be slaves. Staple crops production was largely confined in the 17th century to tobacco raising in Virginia, and even this was mainly handed by the white indentures servants until approximately 1675. It was not until the third decade of the next century that other staple crops, rice and indigo, became important and led to the spreading of the plantation system to the Carolinas. By 1715, one-third of the population of Virginia and Carolinas and Maryland, Georgia, had no slavery legally until 1750, where slaves, i.e. 46,700 out of 123,510 within five years. Negro importation became important in Louisiana. Also, so that from 1720 to 1731, about 7,000 slaves have been brought into this area, although due to admiralty conditions, there were less than 3,500 alive in the later years. By 1754, with the plantation system based principally in crops of rice, tobacco, and indigo, Cotton and sugar became important about 45 years later. Was well established over 36% of the population of the five southern English colonies, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, and Maryland, were Negro slaves, 222,000 out of 609,000.
thousand. So far as known, the first serious conspiracy involving Negro slaves in English America occurred in Virginia in 1663. So these are a few first conspiracies. That was in the 1600s. That's not, that was pretty much a long time, but not a long time during them times. And they said the first slaves were brought here in 1607. Not 1619, but, you know, that's another story. But 1619 was the ones that was reported and told to, to most people here in America. But let's continue. During a period of suffering, poverty, and discontent, information concerned this event is scanty. It is, however, clear that indentured white servants and Negro slaves in Gulchester County had jointly conspired to rebel or throw their masters and secure their freedom. A man by the name of Burkehead, probably a white indentured servant, betrayed the plot and this Son soon led to display of several bloody heads from local um, chimney tops. The informer was given his freedom and a reward of 5,000 pounds of tobacco and treatment, which it was hoped would encourage future betrayals, and the legislator resolved that the 13th and of September be annually kept holy being the day those villains intend to put the plot into execution. Considerable open discontent flares among the slaves of Virginia in 1672. This does not seem to have been an organized Gia or Guineans in 1672. On my fault, slaves of Virginia in 1672. This does not seem to have been an organized rebellion, but as apparent from an act passed that year by the assembly, an attempt to fugitive slaves to form small armed groups in various sections of the colony and to harass neighbor neighboring plantations at the same time, creating bias to which others might flee in the words of the attachment. Forksenberg, as it baths being manifest to this grand assembly that many Negroes have lately been or been and now are out in rebellions and studiedry parties or sundry parts of this county and that none mean have yet been found for the apprehension and suppression of them from whom many mischiefs of very dangerous consequences may arise to the country if either other Negroes, Indians, or servants should happen to fly forth and jolly with them. The House of Burgess 
therefore urge their captures by force and announce that no punishment will fail will fall upon any who might kill these outlaws. What appears to have been a largely scale conspiracy distributed of the northern neck regions of Virginia in sixteen eighty seven, the extremists of the white people was planned, but the schemes was uncovered and the leaders arrested and executed. According to a contemporary living in Westmoreland County, the plot was entered into during the mass funeral which slaves were permitted to build or to hold. As a result, the council banned public slave funerals. The next year, a Maryland slave, Sam Belong, to Richard Midship was tried as the leader behind conspiracies aimed at rebellion. The only detail that has been recorded is the fact that these Negroes was convicted of having several times endeavors to promote a Negro insurrection in this colony. For this to be was several beaten and forced to wear for life. A strong iron collar affixed about his neck with death and penalty for his removal. There are rather vague indications of terrible in the 1690s in several of the colonies in 1690. A mysterious Mr. Isaac Morrell of New Jersey came to Newbury, Massachusetts, and is supposed to have attempted to get the few Negroes and probably more numerous Indian slaves to flee to the French and Canadian and then join the later in the attack upon the English. At least one Negro, James, a slave of Mr. Dole, and one Indian, Joseph, slave of a Mr. Molly or Moody, as well as another Jersey, Georgia Major, were implicated, but their fate is not known. A slave by the name of Mingo, who had fled from his master in Middlesex County, Virginia, gathered an unspecific number of followers and ravaged plantations, particularly in Rampendore County. And these Negroes, according to an item of November 9th, 1691, not only approaching cattle and hogs, but what was more disturbing, had recently taken two guns and cabernet and other things. What became of them is not recorded. A strong worded proclamation issued three years later that Governor Andrews of Virginia condemned the remissings with which the act of preventing servile rebellions had generally been enforced. In consequence of which Negroes had ran together in certain parts of the colony causing assemblage so dangerous as it threatens 
the peace of the whole community. He demanded strict enforcement of precautionary measures and ordered that his proclaimant proclamations be read in churches at militants meetings and all large public gatherings. Other hints of concerns during these same years come from Maryland and South Carolina. Evidence of unrest and apparently of minor nature comes from South Carolina and New York in 1702 on September 9th of that year. There appears before the common house of assemblies of the former colonies Captain Davis and Cap Wilkinson, who informed his horse, I mean, informed his house of Negroes, men, and Mr. John Will, Williamson, who is now the iron of or the iron at his master's house, for threatening that he with other Negroes would raise and cut off the inhabitants of the Providence. The slaves was order bought before the house, but further information concerned him and not available. The house did, however, on the same day reprimanded the constables of Charlestown for alleged negligence in their control of the slaves. In demanding too that Mr. Williams Harvey of that city be checked from suffering Catballs of Negroes at the house of Ye Nick Neck Call, yet rat traps, and recommending finally that the governor issue a proclamation and enforce the act for the better orders of slaves to be more punctually observed. The preamble to an act passes by New York in November of 1702 indicate that all was not docility amongst the slave. This act for regulating of the slaves, which contained provision against permitting the assemblage of slaves and accepting their testimony in courts, was enacted in as much as the number of slaves in the city of New York and the Albany and also the, in the other towns within the province, those days daily increase, and that they have been found oftentimes guilty of confederating together in running away or other ill practice. Early in 1708, a small group of slaves in Newington, Long Island rebellions, and killed seven whites. Four slaves, including an Indian and a woman, were executed, and the men being hanged and the woman burned as a result of this event in October of 1708. A new regulation aims at preventing the conspiracy of slaves was passed, allowing justice to sentence rebellions to be executed in any way or manner that might think most likely to secure public tranquility. You get that? Good. 
As the early years of the 18th century pass on and the sociological and economic changes occurred that was previously been noted, slave rebellions and conspiracies became more numerous and more serious. Thus, a plot of this nature was discovered early in 1709 in Surrey, James City, and Isis of Wing Counties, Virginia, involving Indians as well as Negro slaves. A special court of investigations was appointed by the governor and the council to look into this matter. On March 24, this court returns with the results of ye execution, I mean, ye examination of Seville Negroes and Indian slaves concerned in a late dangerous conspiracy formed and carried on by great numbers of ye said Negroes and Indians slaves for making their escape by force from ye service of their slave of actually of their masters and for ye destroying and cutting off such of her majestics uh, majesties subject as should oppose their design now let me stop right here nor they they put laws and things in place to control these rebellions and these conspiracy as y'all know people when you go back, when you read this book personally one thing is clear as time progresses and the years go by, the rebellions, the slave revolts, and conspiracies did not just pipe down when they put in new legislative or laws or passed certain bills in their counties. It only heightened. It only increased. Why was that? Why was it not talked about in history? I tell you why it was not talked because you have a capacity as a people to not be servants or slaves to nobody period so when they talk about say that most of the people the center slaves in america just took it it's evident they were lying how they were taking it and they were still fighting and still conspiring to kill their person to fight their way out of slavery you're not gonna learn this in school and because you gotta understand Formal education here in the West we call America, or just in general, does not keep honest about actual history because if they kept it real with you, with you then it would teach you that you had to fight, strategize to get out of the boot hill of any form of oppression. It's not going to be given to you for any policy. The history never shown that. And it's not going to show you that. Because if that was the case, all the oppression that people suffer back then and probably suffer now would have been over. So that's something you should keep in consideration. So let's continue. By the, by the time this report had been submitted and unspecific, numbers of slaves had already been punished. In what way it's not stated and discharged, but three other skippos Salvador's and Tom Shaw's believed to be the principal controversy and most remarkable and ye aforesaid conspiracy were still in confinement. Their ultimate fate is not known. Another leader named Peter and owned by a Mr. Samuel Thompson excluded capture 
Peter remained free at least one year for in April 1710. A reward of £10 was offered for his capture alive and £5 for his body or for his dead body. The notice was issued in the midst of another serious conspiracy in Shirley James City Counties involved only Negro slaves. The plot was betrayed by Will Slave and Robert Ruffin of Surrey, an act which led to legislator to purchase for forty pounds of freedom as both a reward of his fidelity and for encouragement of such service. Lamont Governor Jennings reports to the Lord of Trades written in April 1700, actually 1710, my fault, as the best available evidence of his episode. Their halts of the late been very happily discovered and attended insurrections of the Negroes, which was have been put in execution in Surrey or Shuri, James City County of Easter Day, but the sheep conspirators have been seasonably apprehended and their design is broken. There are two of them trying this general county found guilty and will be executed and I hope their fates will strike such terror in the other Negroes as will keep them from forming such designs for the future without being obligated to make an example of any more of them. In June of two rebellions were executed in events which the Lords of Trades hopped would serve as an example to deter any attempt of the like nature for the future. In the spring of 1711, the inhabitants of South Carolina were kept in great terror and feared by the activities of several Negroes who keep out arms and robbing and plundering houses and plantations. These insurrections were led by a slave named Sebastian and their activities apparent to have been checked when he was finally tracked down and killed by an Indian hunter. A conspiracy was formed by Negro slaves in New York City. On the first day of 1722, the plotters, trying themselves to secretly, secrecy by sucking ye blood of each other's hand and resurging themselves by accepting a shar from the free Negro early in April, probably on the morning of the 17th, about 25 to 30 of these slaves, including two Indians, set fire to a building and armed with a few guns, clubs, and knives, waited for the whites to approach. Several did and were then attacked by the slaves who killed about nine men and seriously wounded five or six others. The alarm soon spread and soldiers hastened to the scheme 
to the scene. From the fort in about 20 hour, or 24 hours, most of the rebellions were captured. About six, however, were not four. One shot first his wife and then himself. And some who had hid themselves in town, when they went to apprehend them, cut their own throats. A newspaper corresponds who had stated that the outbreaks has put us into no small constrictionation or constrictionation of the whole town being under arms. Later reports, we had about 70 Negroes in custody and it's feared that most of the Negroes here who are very numerous knew of the late conspiracy to murder the Christians. Wow. 27 slaves were condoned by six, including a pregnant woman, were pardoned. 21 then were executed. And since the law of 1708 permits any kind of punishment for these offense, the governor was able to describe the mods of execution as follow. Some were burnt, others hanged, one broke on the wheel, and one hung alive in the chain in the town so that there has been the most ex exemplary punishment inflicting that could be possible thought of. This outbreak moves the legislator of New York to enact in December of 1712 still another law for preventing suppressing and punishing the conspiracy of insurrections of Negroes and other slaves. As you can tell, there's many laws being passed around the 1700s. So let me highlight that. The seventh event was also important in leading to a measure adopted by Massachusetts in 1713, forbidding further importation of slaves and a Pennsylvania Act of August 1712, placing a high duty on Negroes, thus effectively discouraging their import importation. Sometimes in 1713, a slave plot was betrayed and crushed in South Carolina. According to a missionary working among the slaves and Indians, the prime movers in this conspiracy was a Negro recently imported from Martinique, I think it's Martinique, but the reverend gentleman maintains Thus, those who he had converted had taken no part in the subversive activities. And entry in the house, journals of the colony, date May 11, 1715, gives the only order piece of the evidence that has been seen concerning this. The house being informed by Captain David Davids that a Negro man of his had been and was the chief instrument in discovering a dangerous plot of conspiracy designed among the Negroes in Goss Creek quarters about two years ago, for which he was prom promised a reward. Ordered that the said the Negro man by name of Jobs 
had the son of five pounds allowed and paid him. The next slave conspiracy of which any records has been found in the series of one in South Carolina in 1720. The colony at this time had a considerable slave population and was suffering from an acute economic depression, ex- acuting or what do you call it, accidentally by a drought and by difficulties with Indians. This factor plus the lure of freedom held out by the Spanish or the Spaniards in Fleur were probably important in accounting for the slave schemes in rebellions. Actually, the word is depression accentuating. An anonymous letter addressing to a Mr. Boney in London and dated Carolina of June 24th, 1720, is the fullest contemporary account of this conspiracy. It reads as following. Emily Brief. Get my English voice. I am now to acquit you that very lately we have had a very wicked and barbarous plot of the design of the Negro rising with a designate to destroy all the white people in the country and then to take the town, Charlestown, in full body. But it pleased God it was discovered and many of them taken prisoner and some burnt, some hung, and some banished. I think it's probably for you to tell Mr. Percival at home that his slave was the principal Negro and this my opinion his only way will be to sell them out singly or else I am doubtful his interest in slaves will come too little for what of strict management work does not agree with them 14 of them are now at the Savannah towns and sent for by whites and Indians and will be executed as soon as they come down. They thought to get to St. Augustine and would have got a creek fell to have been their plot. But the Savannah garrison took the Negro up half starving and the creek Indian would not join them or their plot. A report sent to King in 1721 further demonstrates the gravity of this plot and has seen to hint at others in which apparently no records survivors. This report after referring to the recent quick growth of the Negro population in South Carolina. Declares that the black slaves have lately attempted and were very near succeeding in a new, my emphasis, revolution which would probably have been attended by the other extraction of all your major subjects in this providence. A slave plot was unearthed and crushed in 1722. 
in Virginia. In a report on this event to the Council of Trade and Plantations in London, Lieutenant Governor Drysdale assert that the conspiracy had covered two or three counties on November the 2nd. Three of the leader Copper Williams slaves of Gabriel Thornton Morton and two Sam, one of the properties of Elizabeth Felwell, the other of Elizabeth Rickson, were found guilty of unlawfulness, assembly, and meeting and congregating themselves with other slaves and communication, um, contriving and conspiring amongst themselves and with the said other slaves to kill, murder, and destroy very many. On the king's subject, they were therefore sentenced to three years imprisonment, or if their master gave such security as the government shall approve, they were to be turned over to their owners for sale and transportation out of the colony. Now, you know, in them times, they would like hung kill some of these slaves, but like always, slave, most these slaves were worth more to them than dead. So by transforming to other colonies made sense. Moving them around was more better because keeping them around would further, I guess, increase the risings and the rebellions. So there are many ways, as you notice, I read into it, that they find ways to how to dim down these type of insurrections. It's not always they just take the 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 the, the conspirators that want to kill the master. They always there are ways to go around, you know, still having the slaves do what they have to do without losing money. Because during the time of America, America even capitalism now, they always look at how to maximize their profit and don't want to lose money. Because when you kill a slave or whatever, you're losing money. So I want people to keep that in mind. Let's continue. Drysendale later already referenced to written some of six weeks after this legal proceedings of December 20th, 1722 added. Drivers of the ringleaders have been taken up and tried. Others are continuing over in prison till next general court in expectations of further proof. The design of these slaves was to cut off their masters and pose themselves in the county. But at but as this would have been as impractical in attempts as it was foolish into contriving, I can force no other consequence of this conspiracy than to strive up the next assembly to make more several laws for the keeps of their slaves and greater subjugation. Slaves of Middlesex and Goldsonster County, Virginia, were discovered in the spring of 1723. In the scheme of gains their freedom by a resolution of the House of Borges, adopted many of or adopted of May 17, 1723, seven of the Negroes were sentenced to see, to sail and transportation out of the colony. In his message of the General Assembly this year, 
Governor Drysendale remarks, and he says, Your laws seem very deficient in the due punishment of any intent insurrections of your slaves. You have had a late experience of ye Lewensian of them. I am permissible. You are too well acquainted with the cruel deposition of those creatures when they have it in their power to destroy or distress to let slip this failure opportunity of making more proper laws against them. The Virginia legislator agrees and that year passed additional regulations since, as I said, those in existence were found it insufficient to restrain their tumultuous and off-lawful meetings or to punish the secret plot and conspiracies carrying on amongst them. These, among other things, provide death without benefits or clergies for conspiracy, for baiting all meetings or forbidding or forbidding all meetings of slate except if licensed and enacted other restrictions measure. Free Negroes, moreover, were this year deprived of the franchise. <coughs> a dozen a dozen years later, the Lord Commissioner of Trades got around to ask why the last regulation was passed, Governor. Gorchin replies, throwing further light on the nature of the plot. It is to be noted as to, I am well informed that just before the meeting of that assembly, there had been a conspiracy discovered amongst the Negroes to cut off the English, wherein the free Negroes and mulattoes were much suspected to have been concerned, which will forever be in the case. And though there could be no legal proof as of the convicted them, yet such as the insolence of the free Negroes at the time that the next assembly brought or thought is necessary not only to make the meeting of slaves very penal, but to fix a perpetual brand upon free Negroes and Malaus by excluding them from the greater privilege of the free men well known of their always did and over willing adhere to the favors of the slave and to preserve decent distinctions between them and their betters. All right. From 1721 and to 1723 occur a number of fires reaching greater frequency during the spring and summer of the later years in Boston and in New Haven, for which Negroes slaves were held to be responsible. In addition to considerable property damage, several people suffered injury. At least one Negro was executed in Boston on July 4th, 1723, after having been found guilty of maliciously setting on fire a dwelling house in this town in the dead of night when the inhabitants were asleep 
in their beds. Another Negro was arrested in October for a similar deed in New Haven, who reportedly confessed his guilty, but his punishment was not reported. The governor of Massachusetts offered a reward of 50 pounds for the arrest of these responsible, while in Boston Council passed a regulation for the punishment by lashing of any slave who gathers together in groups of two or more unless in the service of their owners. Before the end of the decade, the activities of outlying belligerent fugitives slaves became important enough to attract widespread attention in Louisiana and Virginia. A case involving an Indian slave of the former regime who had in 1727 marooned because he was afraid to return after failing to find an ox that had gone astray. Revealed the existence of an outlaw village called Des Natipalai. There at the moment about 50 other slaves, Negroes, and Indians live and protect themselves from recapture with 11 guns and some ammunition which they passes an additional case and the same year revealed the existence of another such an indenturement number of Virginia slaves ran off into the Blue Ridge Mountains in 1729 and took along with them guns, ammunition, and agricultural implements and their settlements whose continued existence would have been a most disturbing factor to the entire institution of slavery was attacked by a strong body of armed white men and after a pitched battle and remained Negroes were led back into bondage. Lieutenant Governor Goch reporting this incident to the Lord of Trades on June 29, 1729 assures them that the militants was being trained to prevent this for the future. The next year, conspiracies were uncovered and crushed in Virginia, South Carolina, and Louisiana, and participants factors so far as Virginia was concerned was the rumor that spread with amazing rap raptivity among the Negroes that the newly arrived color Spotswood had come in power by the king to free all slaves that had been baptized and the colony authorized observed many gatherings and meetings of slaves with loose discourse on the topics of liberty. This was indeed a dangerous situation for the Lieutenant Governor Gooch remarks the idea concerning Spotswood was notion. And um let's see. Okay. In their circumstance sufficient to incitement them to rebellions were they master of a more peaceful deposition than generally didn't have. And 
and the leaders in these discouraged were arrested and suffered several whippings, which it was hoped would rid them of their pinnacle notions. But six weeks later, about 200 slaves of Norfolk and Princess Annie County, according to the above officials, had the insurance of assembly on a Sunday wise list, and the people were at church and to chase from among themselves officers to command the attendant insurance, which was to have been put in execution very soon after. But this plot being happily discovered, the ringleader were brought to a trial, four of them of clear evidence convicted were executed. The governor closed his remarks with the hopes that the slaves would now rest content with their condition. In addition to hopping or hoping, the lieutenant governor issued a proclamation reference to the fact that though law forbidding the assembly of slaves were in effect, yet drivers messing in great numbers of slaves have of late been held in several parts of the colony, whereby they had had opportunity of fronting conspiracy amongst the public. Peace of this colony and the lives and properties of this majesty, good subjects, it was their order that the aforesaid laws by more strictly enforce and command that hereafter white worshippers carry arms with them to church. A letter written by Charlestown on August 20th, 1730 is the single available contemporary accounts of the year plot in South Carolina. I shall give an account of a bloody tragedy which was to have been executed here last Saturday night and the 15th instant by the Negroes who had conspired to rise and destroy us and had almost brother it to pass, but it pleased God to appear for us and confound their counsel. For some of them props that the Negroes of every plantation should destroy their own master, but others were for rising in a body and given the blow at once of surprise, and thus they different. They soon made a great body at the back of the town and had a great dance, and expect the county Negroes to come and join them, and had not an overruling providence discovered their integrities, we had been all in blood. The sheep of them were some others in apprehending and in irons in order to a trial and were the hopes to find out the whole affairs. This remark arose suspiciously and the woman was brought before the governor and sent by him to prisoners. Investigators were not, however, able to draw anything out of the, her, and it was decided to charge the direct, 
director of the public plantation with the task of discovering what, if anything, that behind the woman's defiant cry. He soon reports a widespread conspiracy to destroy the slaveholders had been developed. Shortly, eight of the leaders, including one Sabah, who had been a confine of the director, were arrested individually, however, and without of knowing of the other fate and without arousal of any unwatery excitement. The next day reports the director. They were put to a torture of burning matches, which thought several times repeated could not bring them to make any confession. And the maintenance, I learned that Saba had it in his own country, been at the head of the revolt by which the French lost Fort Argument, and when it was recovered again by M. Pire de Savert, one of the principal articles of the peace was that this Negro should be condemned to slavery in America, and that Saba of his passage had lay a scheme of number or to murder the crews of order to become master of the ship. But that being discovered, he was put in from from which he continued till he landed in Louisiana. These facts were read to Sabat by an official who ended by threatening to torture him again, upon which he confessed his complicity in a plot as charged by directors and the order Negroes being confronted with this confession. They likewise, after which the eight Negroes were condemned to the broke alive of wheels and the woman to hang before their eyes, which was accordingly done and prevented and conspired from taking efforts. There is some evidence, though, at that first hand and in it some respect confusing of another plot in Louisiana amongst the slaves in 1732, possibly acuting or acting with Indian allies after the French had defeated the Natchez tribe, tribes. In this case, a woman was hanged and four men were broken on the wheel, their heads were then struck on poles in upper and lower ends of New Orleans, and Grins and Stark's indictments to docility. Considerably slaves, difficulty besides the rulers of South Carolina in the early 1730s. Rumors of trouble moved the council to recommend special care during the Christmas holidays in 1732. In January entry of February 26, 1733, note that the fact that there had recently occurred many mysterious and large-scale meetings of slaves, some running into the hundreds, several robberies, and isolated had been reported and briefed a conspire was feared. As a result, the colony's militants and Ch- Charlestown Guard were particularly warned to be a alert and 12 slaves were ordered arrest and questioned through a record 
of their deposition. Apparently to the available later this year, the lower house of colonies on reading a letter um, from Cape Charles Russell's to the Hoodbell Thomas Bergenton Esquire relating to several runaways Negroes who are near the Congressional and have robbed several of the inhabitants, thereby asking the governor of order reward of 20 pounds a head alive and 10 pounds dead for each of their rebels, which was done in November 1733. Reference was made to eight, or reference were made to flight of slaves. St. Augustine, the masters were urged to do their almost to get those slaves back, for those would tend to halt the steady eight of those unique pieces of property. In March and 1734, a reward was urged for the white servants and slaves who had taught or had caught and killed a well-known leader of the destruction bands of the slave outlaws. Okay. Occasionally had already presented itself for a consideration of the fairly extensive slave plots which occurred in New Jersey in 1734. In addition, two sources of secondary nature refer to reference to the plot in Pennsylvania in 1734 and in South Carolina in 1736. But as no confirmation Whoever has been seen for either statements as seen lately, like both are enormous. A remark made by a Philadelphia judge in September 1737 indicates that existence of trouble with the slave of the city and the official was given his reason for refusal. A master requests that his slave who had been convicted of deliberately burning down a house should be pardoned. A Compliance or composite said by the judge with this wish cannot but be attended with many ill consequences, more especially as the insolent behavior or the isolated behavior of the Negro in a, about the city, which has a late been much taken notice of require and strictly hands to keep over them. It shows the necessities of some further regulations than other law had yet provided. Much more serious troubles, however, began this year in South Carolina and continued to flare forth at frequent intervals for about four years, as has been pointed out that uh, proximity of Spaniards, whose hostility of English had then friendly to the slave of British, served to encourage their hopes for liberty and that arouse efforts to realize them. This was especially true after a royal decree of October 1733, announcing that all fugitive slaves reaching Florida were to be permitted to reside there as free people. In 1738, Negroes liberate in this way were established in a fort about three miles north of St. Augustine, and when in November 
of that year, a single batch of over 20 ships arrived at that settlement and officially seized the occasion to let his sovereignty tradition enemies known that any other would also be welcomed and liberated. In 1739, welfare or warfare between the two powers was actually declared and thus two of the courses reached an ear of the slaves of the English and increased their unrest. In addition, the whites of South Carolina were heavily outnumbered by the slave during the 1730s so that the example of 1734, the ratio was 3 to 1. Again, in 1737, it was estimated that the colony could master no more than 5,000 fighters, men, while in containing about 22,000 slaves. And in 1739, there were but 9,000 whites to a total of 35,000 slaves in the Providence. The thread Moreover, continued averse in the master's safety for a while, and the number of slaves in 1740 had reached about 40,000, and the numbers of whites had declined in some of 5,000. As a final factor, that may well have been a greater importance and simultaneously unrest is to the mention of the fact that actual Famine conditions prevail in the southern colonies in the year of 1737. The outstanding authorities of southern agriculture had remarks that while Virginia and Maryland faced extraordinary scarcity at the time, yet conditions were much worse. The South Carolinas and the number of Negroes died of once. Three slaves were arrested early in 1737. As a leader of a conspiracy against the peace of this government, but their disposition is not on record. And we'll stop right there. And then this will conclude chapter 8, section 1 Early Plots of Rebellion. As I look into this and see if anybody leaves any comments. And as I see, not much people leaving comments, so they're just observing. So I will end this here. And as for conclusion and reference to this part, many revolts and many laws were passed. And majority of your laws passed during enslavement were done in the 1700s. Reason for this is because the slaves were getting out of control. Too many were congregating amongst each other, whether in church or any other small little areas where they congregate. And it drew restless to a lot of the masters and forefathers of slaves during that time. And it made it very uneasy for them because every time they try to run their plantation and homes, the threat of death and destruction from the slaves was Edmund. And throughout that part of history, even in, including leading up to um, a lot of slaves found freedom in Florida, which is going to go further into this chapter. We're going to know more what was so special about Florida of that time, before the 1800s. So, 
I hope this was informative. You learned something. Please, like always, leave a comment to this particular reading. Um, also, you can you will catch all other playbacks of all recent um, readings of American Negro Slaves on this channel, Chaos Ring Channel. And, you know, like the video and share this video. Thank you for listening. And be on the lookout for um, next time. And be on the lookout for the conclusion of Chapter 8, Section 2. Until next time, take care now. Goodbye.